The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Forgiven. I've been forgiven. God has looked beyond my sin, saved me from what I might have been, gave me a new life within. I am forgiven by his grace. Powerful words from an anthem, actually, that we used to sing in a church choir I was involved in. Do you believe that, listener? Do you believe that you're forgiven? And Christ follower, if you're, if you're struggling with that, why are you having a struggle with that? Can you forgive others? Can you forgive yourself? Those are some of the questions we're going to pose today. Welcome in this afternoon to this week's version of the Masculine Journey radio show. I'm Dennis Breeden, kind of sitting in for Sam Main this afternoon. Uh, Sam is traveling around the table with me today. I have Robbie Dilmore as well as Al Henley and Vinny Menino. We're glad that you're all here today. Guys, let me just throw that out. We're kind of continuing from last week. We started a, dis- a discussion on forgiveness. Uh, asked some interesting questions there. I, you know, are we struggling with that? It seems to be something that we have an issue with. Uh, whether you're a, if you're a Christ follower, or and if you're not a Christ follower, then that's a whole different discussion, and we can get into that as well. Al, you know, that's a great question, Dennis, and that's something that um, I struggled with for so many years. One of the um, parts of my childhood that were difficult was the guilt trip. The joke was, "Pack your bags, son. You're going on a guilt trip." And, mm. you know, if you can't get that at home, um, then it's difficult. It carries through your life. And if you can't get that from um, your earthly father or parents, then you don't feel it from your heavenly father. But that's not the way it's supposed to be. I mean, yeah. Robbie, you're really eloquent when it comes to that. <laughs> <laughs> so speak with well, eloquence. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, the challenge is there are so many different angles to this particular diamond, right? Oh, my goodness. That there's the forgiveness that we get from God or do we not? And, and there you're, you may find yourself or do you find yourself where you're struggling with forgiving someone else or struggling that they won't forgive you? Mm-hmm. That you, you may have a relationship where you feel like you're held captive because they won't forgive you for something that you did or you held captive by your lack of forgiveness for somebody else. And then even the one that, that Al is speaking of, one of the most difficult is can I forgive myself? So... And I, and I don't think I've hit all the angles of that particular diamond, mm-hmm. but there are certainly many elements to it. And I, one of the diamonds in the cave for me this week, Al, as I was studying, getting ready for this um, show, Dennis, was to come across this clip that we're fixing to play. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I go to this thing called Wing Clips sometimes, just find clips. So I had never seen this movie. And I just saw this clip of this young girl that goes into this confessional and I heard it and I listened to it about three times and each time my jaw would drop a little bit. But then when I realized who it was, it was actually the young girl and what's being played out, my jaw really dropped. So why don't we play that and we'll, we'll talk about it. John, you know, I'm always happy to see you, but to keep coming here twice, three times a day. I need to confess. 
But you already confessed this morning. I need to confess again. What terrible sin have you committed since then that can't wait till tomorrow to be forgiven? I saw a poor monk without shoes, so I gave him some. There's no sin in charity, Jean. They weren't my shoes. Whose were they? My father's. I'm sure he'll forgive you. He already did. But I want Jesus to forgive me too. Jeanne, if we were to ask forgiveness all the time, we'd spend our whole life in church. Is that bad? Well, no, but... Jeanne, are you happy at home? Oh, yes. Very. And your mother? Everything's fine with her? Yes, she's wonderful. And your sister, Catherine? She's still your best friend? Uh, my sister's just... She's wonderful. And what about your other friends? You don't like playing with them? Oh, yes. I play with them. Lots. Everything sounds... wonderful. Yes, it is. Then why are you here so often? I feel safe here. It's where I can talk to him. Yeah, that line just blew me away, Dennis. I feel safe here. Mm-hmm. That is where I can talk to him. And as I mentioned, I listened to it about three times and I started to read about the movie. Mm-hmm. And because he was saying Jean the way he was, I, I, it almost sounds like he's saying Jean. But what he was actually saying was Joan. Because that young girl is Joan of Arc. Mm-hmm. And that was her childlike faith to steal her father's shoes yeah. and give them to the poor monk but then to want jesus's forgiveness and what that entailed in that simple childlike can we go back as i was thinking about it to where something that somebody said didn't offend me because of four people i can remember that used to really harp on me like that and all these things that connected as we get older the child forgives so much easier because it doesn't have all the baggage yeah and it's there's a picture there of a childlike faith that just blew me away. And Vinny, you got to see the movie when it was uh, <laughs> in black, black and, and white. white. <laughs> yes. In the 40s, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it struck a note with me because when I was going to confession as a young boy in the 30s and 40s, yes, I said 30s and 40s. So that tells That's you how old I That's the 1930s and 40s. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I always went in there, and it was kind of spooky, to be honest with you, because all the light was just nothing but candles. And you had to go into the dark corner where the confession box was, and I'm saying, why am I telling him my sins? Why don't I just go and tell God, you know, Jesus is my sins. Mm -hmm. He's an intermediate, you know. Uh, And it kind of freaked me out, to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was scary. So my first... uh, reaction with it was rebellion you know when my mother and grandmother told me you got to go to confession because in them days if you were a catholic you had to go to confession once uh in two weeks well i used to miss a lot you know i told them i went to confession (laughs) (laughs) but i was on the street corner watching all the girls go by okay all right so uh anyway i now find robbie and i were talking about this here uh, my time is at nighttime in the dark. I don't know if it's going back and remembering what it was to go to confes- confession as a boy, but I feel so good knowing that I'm speaking to him and he's asking me, 
what can I do for you? Mm. What was this day like? What do you need? And I can, guys, I'm telling you, I can actually hear them. I can feel them breathing on me. So make this, I got to give these other guys a shot at this. But uh, that is the time that I really loved the most is at nighttime. So you kind of, in, in your later years, in your earthly life here now, you've gone to a different stage that's almost a childlike stage. That's and I exactly. mean that in, in terms of your relationship with God. That's exactly right, because I didn't know what God was, to be honest with you. I wanted to go out and play with the guys, you know, hanging on the corner. But now I, I really know what it is, confessing, because mm-hmm. I feel so good at nighttime. And I mean every night. At my age, you pray every night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you at least see tomorrow. Uh, but there's such a good feeling to know that he's listening and he's forgiven me. And I'm not behind the dark curtain, not seeing who the priest was. I'm talking to God. Yeah. You know, and that makes me feel wonderful. Yeah, and the, the neat thing for me is I and Vinny, as Vinny and I were talking about that. For me, it's in the morning. And I think for different people, they're, they're that different place. But that what you hear Joan say is I feel safe here because I can feel him. And wherever it is that you feel him, <laughs> whatever time of the day you feel him, there is such a wonderful feeling of safety that you can tell him everything and you don't feel judged. Yeah. You, you don't feel attacked. What you feel is forgiveness. And from that place, from my standpoint, I'm able to forgive others. But from any other place, I don't know where that comes from. But Al, there's someone out there listening right now, and I know you're listening, that we're making this sound like it's so easy, but they're walking in captivity. They're struggling with this concept of forgiveness. They're struggling with forgiving themselves, forgiving others. Uh, Where do we go with that? I struggled with it into my 40s, and it wasn't until... Um, actually, Todd Clark um, gave a talk on being fathered by God, and it was there that I actually went to him as a son. And it, it, you have to leave, this sounds so corny, but you have to leave everything behind. You have to let it go. My mother used to say to me when I was a kid, let go and let God. And I saw her hold on to all her struggles. Mm-hmm. And But finding that place has got to start with his word. It's got to start with prayer and it's got to start with release. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. So so we're still we're still at a point here in, in our conversation where we're 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 talking about how to how to look for forgiveness. We're talking about where to look for forgiveness. But we're still and I, and I can tell you this uh, from from my standpoint and it's happened just recently. A lot of times this just doesn't go away and we come under attack from the enemy and that's something that we're going to pick up with when we come back from the break but um this is something as a, a believer for a long time now that i still have some issues with and it sounds i listen to you guys talk and it sounds like well that sounds so simple and so easy to get there but then there that moment comes where i'm right back and i'm questioning myself about things that i did 25 years ago that are supposed to be over and done with by now. And then I'm asking myself, well, if God, if I'm not believing that you have forgiven me, 
then then where am I going to go with that? How am I going to unpack that? And how am I going to be able to un- forgive others? And when I see others that are, you know, have done some of the same things that I did in my past, which has happened recently, and we can get into that a little bit more later, uh, then it really comes because I find myself judging them and not forgiving them for things that they've done. So I know that's a lot to delve into, but we're going to try it after we get back from the break. You're listening to the Masculine Journey Radio Show. We're glad you're with us. You can listen to podcasts at MasculineJourneyRadio.org. We'll be back in just a moment. your tablet your ipad your android just became a radio that's right you can take the truth network with you everywhere now thanks to our brand new truth network app that's right listen to dr michael brown the line of fire the christian car guy with robbie dilmore truth talk live all of our programming 24 7 right there in your hand perhaps you're out of range of your radio or traveling in a busy airport you can plug into the truth network just go to truthnetwork.com to download the new free app that's truthnetwork.com can you uh, pass the ketchup, honey? Dinner conversation can be tough, like getting ketchup out of a bottle. So, uh, Amber, what uh, happened at school today? Oh, nothing. Really? But having regular dinner together gives kids a better chance to thrive. Anybody act stuck up today? Kind of like this ketchup? Yeah, Chloe is. She says that I'm taking sides with Jordan and Zoe. Here, Dad, let me get that. Family dinner is just one way to help your family thrive. For more tips, visit Facebook.com slash Make Every Day Count. Tenth Avenue North, right there. One of the great uh, contemporary Christian bands of today. Interesting lyrics there. If you listen to that, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Where have we heard that before? Uh, but then he comes back to saying, "I'm the one losing." Al, what's that all about? You know, un- unforgiveness that's kept in your heart will smolder and create a fire, and it puts such a burden on you. And I've seen this played out in my family when I was a child I've seen it played out with friends now that they when they can't let go when they can't find forgiveness it burns them up they mm-hmm. struggle and it, it's just and it can spread you know is is that's what I love about that song is going back to it is that first he's praying for their sins that God would forgive them because that's the most important thing and then he says give me the grace to forgive them because don't we need that when we can't forgive somebody we need god's grace yeah because then we're losing and we're suffering if we're not if we're not receiving that well we've got another clip that we're going to share and i just want to let you know if you're a first-time listener we use movie clips and music clips as well to illustrate our points we'll call them great clips because we (laughs) think they're pretty great clips um, but we use those to illustrate some of the points that we want to talk about. So if you're just listening for the first time, I think this is a unique way to kind of do this, and we hope that you you like it. And we invite you again to go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to listen to some of our past shows. If you'd like to catch up, for instance, listen to the first show we did on forgiveness last week, 
uh, you can go to the site there and listen. But, Al, you've got a clip from a movie that you wanted to share today. Set that up for us. I will. And, you know, you, you made a good point. We use these clips because they're like a modern-day parable, something that we can uh, get in the moment. This particular clip comes from the movie Thor. Good guy movie, superhero movie. And Thor was about to be crowned king, and somebody broke in during his coronation. He didn't get uh, made king, didn't go through that process. And they had to go fight, and it was ruined. So he goes to the the kingdom that uh, invaded um, to get vengeance and to get answers. Well, he couldn't forgive him, and his father said this was the work of a few people. He goes anyway, and his father comes to him to kind of to save the day, rescues him, and tries to avert war, but now war is on the, the brink. And this is when they're getting back to their kingdom after his father has rescued him. Why did you bring us back? You realize what you've done, what you've started? I was protecting my home. You cannot even protect your friends. How can you hope to protect the kingdom? Get to the healing room. No! There won't be a kingdom to protect if you're afraid to act. The Jotuns must learn to fear me, just as they once feared you. That's pride and vanity talking, not leadership. You've forgotten everything I taught you. But a warrior's patience... While you wait and be patient, the Nine Realms laugh at us. The old ways are done, you'd stand giving speeches while Asgard falls. You are a vain, greedy, cruel boy! And you are an old man and a fool! Yes. I was a fool. To think you were ready. Thor, Odin's son. You have betrayed the express command of your king. Through your arrogance and stupidity, you have opened these peaceful realms and innocent lives to the horror and desolation of war! You are unworthy of these realms, unworthy of your title! You're unworthy of the loved ones you have betrayed. I now take from you your power in the name of my father and his father before. I hold it, all, father. Cast you out! Whosoever holds this hammer, if he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. That's powerful. You know, here's a man who's holding on to unforgiveness. He lets it brew into hatred. It takes over his pride and he acts in an unforgiving way, an aggressive way. And his father is, the price he pays for that action is he gets banished. Mm -hmm. Now, what would happen to us if we were judged by the way we judged other people? What if we were given the forgiveness we give others? How hard would it be? Is that a reality? I believe it is. Yeah. You liken this to a Bible story. Uh, you know, I do. I Especially, and there's symbolism. I don't know if it was intended to be that, but at the end when he's talking to the hammer before he, Odin, his father, throws the hammer away, he said, uh, only the one who is worthy of this will be able to, to use it. And then he casts it out. Well, I started thinking about that as a hammer. A hammer builds and a hammer destroys, but only the one who is worthy to wield it will be strong enough to use it. Now, if we use that as forgiveness, you know, you've got this hammer that's hatred that can that can destroy, but you've also got the same got an emotion that's the opposite, the balance of that, which is love and forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Who's worthy to use it in the proper way? 
Yeah. Robbie, I want to do something right now. Uh, I want you to look at me and share something with me. I want you to tell me what's what's happening with me right now and, and, and what trouble it's causing me to be holding on to lack of forgiveness of myself for past things. Uh, where where I could be on the other side of that. There's someone listening right now that's in the same place that I am at this moment where they're a Christ follower, but they're, they still, uh, they're attacked and they get attacked about things that happened a long time ago and it gets them in this whole mess. And I, I was telling you guys before the show what kind of mess it was getting me into recently. Uh, what kind of advice can we share? Well, something that Sam shared with me, you know, back really right around the first of the year was that sometimes when we go back and we ask Jesus to come into that young Dennis or the young Robbie, which my name was Bruce back then, mm-hmm. and we journey back to those times that either people sinned against us or we were involved in something, and we ask Jesus to come in and, and provide some healing there. And what we quite often find there is something that we have not, in fact, forgiven ourselves for. And then we're confronted with this as a young boy that I had no way of, I could see that I was guilty, but as an older man talking to a younger Bruce, Mm -hmm. how can I ask Jesus to come into that? And where I found myself in, in one particular instance is I was like, well, yeah, I was guilty. Jesus, how can you forgive me for that? I was clearly guilty. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said to me some words that I, 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 I think were more than enough, was, Robbie, didn't I pay enough? Wasn't there enough done there to pay for even that which you think is unforgivable? Mm-hmm. And then to turn down that forgiveness, when I paid so much for it, isn't that a slap in the face to some extent that, that I'm not willing to give Jesus, honestly, Dennis? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is to mm-hmm. say, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you did. And how can I let go of that and ask for God's help, for Jesus' help? Let me give you this because clearly you want me to be innocent. And that word innocent has some phenomenal ramifications mm-hmm. that you only get with a deep cleansing of Jesus' blood. And with that innocence, is that girl sitting behind that confessional saying i want jesus to forgive me it's okay that my father forgave me for stealing the shoes for the monk but i want jesus to forgive me because with jesus's forgiveness comes that innocence and the freedom from captivity i think one of the things i heard from god recently was do you really want to go back in that room and live for a while do you really want to go back in that jail cell that self-imposed jail cell and live in captivity Uh, i have set you free and with that freedom comes healing, and with that comes restoration to me, and you're taking steps towards that. Are we going to go back to those agreements? Don't let him, and this is what God was speaking to me about, don't let him, meaning the evil one, don't let him get between you and I. Don't let that happen, because I forgave you, and you're not who you used to be. Al? You know, that goes back to, we talked about it last week a little bit, perfection. Perfection within the realm of man cannot be achieved. But through the blood of Christ to the foot of the cross, as Robbie was saying, that's perfection. And when you've when you've asked for forgiveness and you've been given it, you know, that's the restoration. That's the first step in restoration right there. Mm -hmm. You're cleansed and he wants fellowship with you. 
And part of that is that you're perfect, perfect in that forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, in uh 12-step programs, which I think Vinny has some familiarity with in 12-step programs and recovery programs. A lot of times they talk about going in and doing that personal inventory and then sharing that and confessing that and purging that, uh, asking for and accepting forgiveness for uh, the things you've done in the past and then moving on into service to others in your life. And I know you have some uh, experience with that. Actually, it's it's about seven days ago that I really understood what forgiven meant. Because I had a kind of a rough life, and, you know, I asked all my friends here, Robbie, Dennis, and Al, you know, is God going to forgive me? They know what I was talking about, things that I, my sins in my lifetime. And I could not believe that God could forgive me for what I did. I found out this Sunday by listening to the pastor at the church about forgiveness. And I understood it for the first time, guys. I understood how could I not ask ask for forgiveness when I can't give it? Mm. And I've had a couple, actually a couple people that, you know, I just soon knock them out of whatever you want to say. Vinny always speaks the truth. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. I want to do worse than that. Okay. I, and that, that's yeah. part of the Lord's Prayer, clearly, Vinny. Forgive us our f- sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And, and, and there is a huge connection there that at some level, if we've used this measure to measure out these people, then we are measuring ourselves and we're stuck with that conclusion. I agree with that completely. You know, we're normal. We're human. <laughs> and Well, we're abnormal. We're human. And so we're going to have these emotions. That doesn't make you wrong. You were forgiven for what's to come as well. I want to go back to some of those first words, folks. Forgiven. You've been forgiven. Don't forget that. We thank you for joining us for the Masculine Journey Radio Show. Log on to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to listen to any past shows and check out our blogs as well or go to the Facebook page. You can also follow us on Twitter at MJourney. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back this time next week. Until then, may God be with you.